Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks for carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Back from Talladega. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Monday morning edition. We got Jesse Love in the uh, deadline room after his big victory. Uh, We also... We also got uh, Kyle Busch and his big victory this weekend. Man, two wins this year. What? Hey, I think it surprised him. But when you survive it all. But the big party hound this weekend, victory lane, was Jeb uh, Burton. Jeb, he was ready for everybody to have a beer in, in the deadline room this weekend. Hey, he was a 30, I think it's a 33-minute no, 31-18. So we got 30, 31 minutes to listen to uh, Jeb. Tell you how it feels to win at Talladega at the, on the boulevard, the big one out there. So, guys, I want to thank Talladega, Brian, uh, Russell, everyone from the staff. Everything was absolutely wonderful like you expected. You know, I've been going for a lot of years, and, I don't know how it keeps inching up bigger than better than the state fire each year, but it does. And, uh, hey, I'm still excited. Slept a little late because I stayed up late every night. So uh, our first guest or our, our guest tonight or today, sorry, I am i don't know if I'm coming or going, back from uh, Emberlin Gates Racing uh patrick emerlin patrick was the patrick was in the uh arc of menard series race the general tire 200 so we got patrick calling in uh patrick also him and joy gates has uh emerlin motorsports and uh we had in his car an xfinity car guys i'll tell you what uh well let me tell you he had joy gates and he also had uh cj mclaughlin in the car but if you didn't watch that race you need to find, get on YouTube and, and find that race. Both, all three of them were, uh, you know, you're, you got to keep the fenders on to win the race. And uh, all the guys that won the race had the fenders all together. So that's what it takes to win there. It's a, uh, it's a monster of a track, but guys, I don't tell you what, uh, my, my son got to come back with me and hang out. Uh, my other son, Cody and his wife and Gray got to come and hang out at Big Bill's Garage. I'm telling you guys, if you've never been to Big Bill's Garage, I never heard anybody complain about it wasn't this and it wasn't that and it was too expensive. I have requests for hot passes from people all the time. Hot passes are like trying to find chicken teeth. They ain't done. They're very few and far between. And when they do get them, it's coming straight from the sponsors who pay thousands of dollars to get that uh, banner on the side of the car. But uh, Big Bill's Garage gets in the Cup Series, puts you right there in, in the seat of where everything's happening. It's one big, huge building. When the sun is hot as it can be, they got the big-ass fans going up over your head, huge ceiling, big-screen TV, uh, TV scattered out, and the food. The food is absolutely affordable, and drinks. So, uh, and, and the main part, 
is they bring the top 22 teams and they put them under that one roof. So it's a huge garage that you're inside drinking and watching TV and eating and enjoying the ambiance of other race fans. And you look over to the left and there's 20 or 11 cars lined up on one side, 11 on the other. The only thing that keeps you from walking through the shop is a four foot fence. And, you know, you see, uh, Fans taking pictures with the crew chiefs because all they got to do is just walk over, lean over, and you take a selfie. Drivers do it. It's an incredible experience. We're going to have Brian back on the track president uh, probably next week to kind of recap. I know he's a busy man this morning. Would have had him this morning, but they're they're giving their thanks to all the people that come. I know when you leave Talladega at seven o'clock. They have staff down the interstate with uh, placards that says, thanks for coming, come back. So now, if you regret not going, the Yellowwood 500, first weekend, I believe, in October, weather's going to be beautiful. Grab your tickets now to get that seat. Get that, try one day of Big Bill's experience. And you'll always want to sit there. I, I, I've talked to several people. I said, will you ever sit back in the, in the stands again? And they looked at me and go, with all what I got here and as comfortable as I am? No. You, you look back to your back and you see the cars live zoom through the front stretch. Then you just turn back around and watch them on the big screen as they go around and around and around. You can smell it. You can feel it. Everything there to have the true experience. And the most important, incredible part, guys, with that Big Bill's experience, you're in victory lane. Do y'all know how hard it is to get in any victory lane? You got to have that credential. But with that ticket, puts you in victory lane. Playground equipment for the kids, chairs, tables, couches, scattered all through. It, it, it's just an, an amazing, amazing event, guys. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it. It's just one of those things that you, you've got to be there and be part of it to enjoy it. Uh, we kind of done a show on, uh, I guess that was a Saturday morning. We had Kevin Hinkle, and we also had Brett Holmes. Man, Brett, the local guy from Mumford, Alabama, Right up in there the whole time, but he went home with his fenders. Uh, CJ Watton is lucky. I think uh, <laughs> CJ got hit on the last lap racing to the checkered. It was just an incredible race. Incredible race. So I, guys, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Patrick Emerlin. Welcome, Patrick. How are we doing today? Man, Patrick. I'm sitting here trying to unwind from the most exciting weekend I believe I've been to at Talladega. Yep, yep, yeah, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit happened over the weekend, right? Uh, and Patrick, you was right in the middle of the show. Uh, let's start with your Arkham Menard series. You finished what fifteenth? Uh, yeah, 16th. we ended up finishing sixteenth. Um, so we started last. And, um, you know, we were able to make some pretty good ground early. Uh, we were running up in the top five uh, for, you know, finally got it up there. And, um, you know, we were battling in the top ten, um, majority of the race, top ten and top five, and just trying to, you know, just trying to get up to the front, right? And, um, unfortunately, on the long run, I did get a little bit too tight. And I just couldn't quite keep the car down enough, and I ended up getting uh, shuffled out of the draft, and uh, you know went to the back of the pack. But that before that, we were running, you know, we were running between six and eight, um, you know, right around then. And just yeah, unfortunately, just you know, it's a really big track position race, and um, you know, yeah, just got a little bit tight on them long runs, and just couldn't quite uh, hold the car hold my lane good enough and you know and ultimately you know we, we had a poor finish because of it but 
um, you know, that was my first super speedway, and we, you know, we ended up running, you know, and got her up in the top five. It just, uh, you know, super speedway racing is, there's a lot of circumstances involved, and, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes the right kind of circumstances, the right things to kind of happen for you, right? Yeah. Patrick, what's it like when you're when you're full speed down through there in the side draft? What's what's that car feeling like when you have people coming by in the in the side drafts? Um, well, it's a situation where you know your foot's about to go through the floorboard because you're trying to get the uh, you know you need you always need more power, right? And so uh, <laughs> and so um, that's basically what it was. Um, you know, you're just out there trying to gain as much speed and momentum as you can, and um, you know, and just trying to, you know, do everything you can to uh, get to the front of the field. Patrick, how did it feel to get be in the ARCA garage? Um, you know, it's a, it, yeah, the ARCA garage is a great atmosphere. You know, it's there's more of a grassroots kind of, uh, you know, flavor to it. And, um, and a lot of good guys and a lot of guys that are out there, uh, you know, trying to have fun and compete and, uh, and um, yeah, a lot of, you know, had a lot of fun out there. So, so Patrick, you pull your helmet off and you become an owner uh, over on the Xfinity side with Joey Gates and uh, CJ McLaughlin. Not much time to grab your breath there, was there? No, not too much. And um, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, um, you know, ended up with a ninth and a thirteenth place finish. Um, and. Uh, you know, could have been, you know, I was hoping the, uh, you know, the one, unfortunately, we lost the car. We absolutely totaled the car out right at the finish there and uh, crossing the line. And uh, that was a really big setback for the team. Um, but, um, you know, a ninth and 13th place finish, you know, that was, that's okay, right? But, um, you know, I wish, you know, the ending just could have been just a little bit different for us. Well, CJ was in the position to come up with a really good finisher, and uh, I hate you lost, lost your car. I mean, it, it, that, that you had a pretty good car right there, a little hot rod. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So you're packing up. You're trying to get ready for Dover next. Oh, yeah, I'm just running around, and uh, right now I'm in the process of running around, gathering some parts, and, you know, or uh, doing whatever needs to get done to uh, get ready for the next week. So, uh, Patrick, that it's—I mean, this schedule—it doesn't give you much time. Once you get home, you've got to really be on the ball to get that car turned around to head to Dover. Uh, yeah. So, so that's the biggest thing with the you know running the Xfinity Series is um, you know being able to you know get cars done for every week and that is the single biggest challenge to run the series um, because all it takes is a few situations to where uh you know the uh you know you you know you wreck a few cars especially bringing two cars to the track every week um all it takes is a wreck of cars and week and wreck another car the next week and then all of a sudden you're put way behind right and then you're just playing catch up and uh you know, unfortunately, that's, uh, you know, they, these races, they're not going to postpone for us, right? So, <laughs> um, right. so just getting everything back together and, uh, you know, to be able to get to the next race, you know, that's that's one of the biggest challenges in the series. Well, uh, and also, well once, you, once you wreck a car, by the time you, you know, you have a clip done, um, you have to recertify the car at NASCAR. You need to uh, take it to the body, you know, the body guy, um, you know, it takes about a month and a half, month to probably get a car turned around um, once, once the car gets wrecked. So that's uh, one of the biggest, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now. Well, Patrick, I don't know how long it took you to get CJ's car in, but that O2 car took almost right over three hours to get that that sad looking car loaded up into the trailer. I mean. To, the testimony of safety in NASCAR was everyone was all right and okay after all this mayhem. Yep. So, so yep, Patrick, that, that's that's one thing that uh, NASCAR does a good job at is they're always uh, trying to uh, 
know, keep on constantly improving uh, the safety and the race cars, and that's, I think, you know, that's really important. Hey, Patrick, Hi. yes, Kyle here. I, I've been trying to call in and ask you a question. All I wanted to know was uh, how did your Arkham Menard Series debut go, and, and what was it like being out there at Talladega? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was my first time racing out there, and um, it's, uh, you know, we we had a solid car, you know, from starting last, and we got up into the top. You know, we were running in the, in the top five and uh, and running good, and, um, you know, unfortunately the race didn't end the way we wanted to, but uh, we had a lot of fun out there, and we had a good car, and, um, you know, we just got a little too snug at the end, and then we lost. Uh, we just got... We just were a little bit too high in the corner and uh, in the draft, and just kind of just got shuffled wide. But they're just, um, you know, just one of them things, and uh, we'll get her better for the next time. I think Kyle's having Kyle's having a little problem. It sounds like he's got his fa- the fax machine. So, uh, Patrick, right? Uh, Seat time. I, I know it wasn't the way you ended. Wanted to end that race, but seat time had to mean everything. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from the weekend is, um, you know, in some situations I was trying instead of, uh, you know, I was trying to do a little bit too much, right? So I was trying to get, I was trying to do, you know, you have your cards on the table, right? And um, I was trying to get too much out of those cards. Right. And so that was uh, one of the lessons I learned is, uh, you know, I just sometimes you have to be, you know, maybe take a little bit more uh, of a conservative approach. I got a few opportunities, for example, to clear the bottom and get and be the third car on the bottom on the first row. Like I just had a few opportunities that I should have taken probably there, but instead I was trying to get the lead with the 18 car because we were working well together. So it's just a few little decisions that uh, could, um, you know, that could change the outcome of the race. And um, like I said, I was trying to go for it and do everything I could to get to the front of that field. And, um, you know, and it was tough to beat that bottom line, right? They, um, you know, being a few good cars were trying to make the top work, but ultimately the bottom just, um, you know, the bottom was just the where to be and the way to go, but we were, uh, we were up there trying for probably half the race, right, to make the top work, and at times we were making it work, and then, uh, you know, but uh, it was just uh, kind of tough to get going up there. That top groove was hard all weekend, Patrick. I mean, yeah. really, everybody had a t- hard time to make that top groove work for them. Yeah, yeah, you definitely had to work harder because, uh, we had me in the 18 car there. We were freaking, we were, we were trying so hard up top. I mean, we were bump drafting each other. You know, we were locking bumpers and just doing everything we could just to hang with the bottom. And, um, you know, and ultimately, you know, we just, we, him and I, we had a really good uh, tandem. We, we got to the front of the field, but we just, set, we ended up separating just a little bit too much. Then we lo- ended up, you know, losing our whole row there. But uh, it was just, you know, one of them things that just, uh, you know, you're, you're out there trying, you know, trying to get to the front of that pack there. And, uh, you know, um, and, uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's kind of just, you know, you roll the dice and that's what happens, right? It comes right. super speed racing. So, Patrick, uh, you two cars at uh, Dover? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll have uh, – uh, both CJ McLaughlin and I racing this weekend. Okay, so so you're in you and CJ will be at Dover, right? Driving, that's your drivers. Yes. Yep. Yep. In the 35 and the 53. Yep. I tell you, Patrick. You know, you go down through there and you look at everybody's cars, the teams, the show. There's no slackers in that. Y'all look great. Every car looks good in the Xfinity and Arca series now. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very competitive, especially in the uh, Xfinity series. I mean, you know, when you show up, you got to bring your A game, and uh, you know, you're up, you know, five times the budget of where we're at, right? So, or even ten times. So it's um, one of them things where we gotta, you know, we're trying to do 
you know, a lot with a little. And so, um, you know, that's uh, one of one of the challenges every weekend. And, um, you know, I'll just try to, uh, you know, try to bring our A game every weekend. Well, how about the guys back at the shop that worked so hard this weekend to bring everything back to the shop? You know, give them a holler out. Absolutely. Um, if it wasn't for every everyone on the Emerald Engaged Motorsports group um, team, and uh, you know, wouldn't be happening. So, absolutely, they're uh, they are who makes it happen. Uh, and your sponsors that helps you go around at all these tracks, Patrick. Um, you know, the last few races, I unfortunately I didn't have any uh, I didn't have any marketing partnerships, and that's one thing I'm. Uh, you know, to make it work, I need, uh, you know, need to find some more of them. So, um, one of the things we're in the process of looking for. So, well, Patrick, uh, all it's going to take is the right person down in the pits. Y- y'all got a great team. Uh, cars look great. You're, you're competitive in the in the series. Uh, hey, man, I appreciate you coming this morning, spending time. I don't know what I mean. As busy as I was, what I do. I can't imagine being uh, responsible for three cars racing this weekend. Yeah, it was quite the undertaking, but, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, the team did a really good job of uh, making it happen smoothly. And I also had some of my buddies that uh, normally, you know, commodified racing with me as well, uh, help me out on the ARCA car and, um, and, um, and also in some new additions on the team, and um, and uh, yeah, we you know made it fun, right? And that's what it's all about. Patrick, tell everybody where they can follow you for the rest of the season. Absolutely, you can uh, follow us on um, you know just our social media pages, um, Emerling Gase More Sports, and then Patrick Emerling as well, and um, also Joey Gase. Um, you know, we're all kind of we're all on there, and uh, could always keep up to date with us there. Patrick, thanks a lot for this morning. Looking forward to seeing you at the racetrack, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for having thanks, me. Thanks, Patrick. Here. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Thank you, Patrick. At times like Thank this, you. I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, Patrick Emerlin. Guys, hey, look. If you're a business and you like racing, get a hold of Patrick and throw your throw your company on the side of that billboard that's rolling around. Uh, it's more than you'll do more than just sit in the stands and watch it or on TV and watch it roll around. Uh, they put you right into action where everything's going on. You'll absolutely love it. So uh, give them a try. Uh, a lot of season left here. So uh, back, let's roll back to the Arkham Menard series. Uh, the winner was Jesse Love. Jesse was fast. And uh, we've got uh, the deadline room, and we're going to play Jesse Love in the deadline room after his big win at Talladega. Good afternoon, everyone. We're going to continue with our media availabilities today. Now with our ARCA race winner, um, Jesse Love, congratulations on that win. Take us through those final few laps from your vantage point in the car. Well, it was really calm, and then I was expecting it to get hectic, and then it was still really calm, and it was still really calm, and it, it was calm all the way until we were, like, off of four, and I was like, it's, surely it's not going to be like this, right? The 23 backs up. I'm all over the brake pedal. I might as well downshift to third, just trying to keep the 25 hooked up with me, and I know he's going to drag back, and I don't want to get too far out in front, so... Just, I think, the last two laps was on the brake pedal, half the lap, um, just trying to keep everyone bunched up and try to control the run that the 23 I knew wanted to get. And then uh, we come up four, and then Tyler, uh, my Tyler Mott, my spotter, he was just telling me to get up, try to get the 
try to get their air push, bubble push, and then get back down. And then once I heard him say, you know, down, 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 he loves to say that. And once I heard you say that, um, I kind of knew that we had it. But um, I didn't really know what to expect because I didn't really have control of the race with a small pack of cars. I knew that there's two Toyotas and there's three Chevys, and then as the three Chevys go, they're going to have more energy. So all I was trying to do was just make sure that there wasn't enough energy behind me to get a big enough run. All right, we're now going to go to questions. We'll work to get a mic to you guys. Just keep your hands up, and we'll start up front with Noah. Noah Lewis, PSJ Sports. Hello. Uh, you were obviously very emotional um, in your in your front stretch interview there post race. This is obviously a special win for you. You also mentioned, I think, your mom in that uh, in that post race interview. So can you just elaborate on how special this is, especially with her being here? Yeah, I don't have my phone on me, uh, but if I did, I'd look at my stat book that I have. Uh, I ran second uh, in the last year and a half, I think, 22 times, and that sucks. So um, <clears throat> running second that many times, leading races, like leading that Phoenix and, and having that what happened there happen, that stuff just weighs on you, right? No matter how good you think you are, it just weighs on you. So um, to kind of go through a race and finally get one and earn it, right, that uh, just kind of changes your mindset. And I've been waiting on that. Um, I've been going through a lot emotionally just trying to stay positive but also stay confident, right? Um, and it just feels good to know that what you're doing is right at the end of the day. Uh, you know, my mom doesn't get to come a lot of these races. She's always back home working and um, making sure that our family life is secure. Um, and obviously I moved away from home at about 15 years old. So, um, you know, it might get a little emotional, but uh, I didn't get a whole lot of um, time with my mom and my dad the last, you know, three years. So um, to uh, win when my mom's here, like at the race that she wanted to go to the most, uh, just made me feel really good. And uh, she's definitely my source of, you know, motivation all day today. All right, we have a question here in the middle. Christian Coley, kickingthetires.net. Towards the end of the race, it seemed like there was a big gap between most of the lead pack. You know, you talked about dragging the brake that last two laps. You know, how much of a, of a uh, kind of mirror driving did you have to do in that final few laps? And, you know, what were you prepared to do if, if you had more than one car try to pass you? Uh, well, I knew that I was fine with wrecking it if it gave me a better shot at probably winning the race. Um, but luckily I have a great spotter. I don't got to look at my mirror too much. Um, I trust him. I know what he's saying and why he's <coughs> saying it. And he paints a really good picture, Tyler does. So my mirrors don't really work that well anyway because you can't see at the left side because the window nets are so big. And my my rear view mirror, I mean, that thing just rattles, so you can barely even see out of it. So luckily I have a really good spotter that I don't have to really worry about that stuff. Um, but, yeah, once we kind of fanned out like you do all the time at Talladega, I was just trying to, like, cover whatever lane I could. And, honestly, whatever Tyler told me to do, I was just going to do. Um, but I got a lot of trust in him. So I was willing to, to do just about anything to win the race, and I was fine with, you know, ending up in the catch fence if it uh, meant that I wouldn't run second. Steve Connolly, the podium finish. Jesse, I've got to ask about uh, after uh, the race is over and you're heading to victory lane, I uh, get a little bit of lost there. Uh, <laughs> you head back to the garage, and did you know that the racetrack was playing the Jeopardy theme while you were searching out victory lane? <laughs> I did not, but that's good to know. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing i got to put into my prep work I do before the races is figuring out where victory lane is because I was the lost puppy. Um, I went to the Arca Garage, like their pit stall, and it, they weren't there. Somebody told me to turn around and go the other way, and then Shan's got his hands up, asking what the hell I'm doing. Um, so I finally made my way to Victory Lane, and uh, yeah, I freaked out. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll always make sure you get there. All right, I believe we have a question in the back, and then come up front to Jim Utter. Hey, Tyler Walter, Baniston Star. Uh, you mentioned the 23 car a couple times. Um, you know, when you have a local guy like Brett who maybe wants, wants this as bad as anybody, uh, you know, do you kind of worry that, I don't know, it sounds like you maybe worry that he's going to maybe pull a trick out on you here late, maybe be more aggressive than some other guys, and, and, and uh, do you maybe race drivers in that position a little differently? Well, <clears throat> I know he didn't want it more than me, so I wasn't too worried about, 
anybody in particular, um, but he does have a lot of experience. So I knew that if there was anybody that was going to back up and try to make a run, it was a guy either in third or it was going to be Brett. Um, I'm not sure if it was a two in line or the 23 behind the 25. Um, but every time that Tyler keyed up about somebody backing up, it was always uh, the 23. So because of that, I kind of knew all day um, that he was going to be aggressive. But at the same time, um, like I have a, a lot of confidence racing against Brett because he is good and he is a good speed, Arca Speedway racer. Uh, so like even when I was trying to make the top work and get around the two, um, me and him were side drafting each other like crazy. But I knew that I could do that and be comfortable around him because he has his car under control and he puts a lot of work into his own stuff. And I know he was in racing clean. All right, I believe Jim had a question up front. Jim on motorsport.com. Uh, Jesse, you have three wins now in the Arkham Menard series, all on very, very different tracks. Salem, Springfield, which is dirt, and now Talladega. What do you think that says, uh, just as a driver trying to get up and started it with a career? Well, I have a very ambitious father that wanted me to uh, run dirt midgets, pavement midgets, sprint cars, outlaw carts. I've listed my phone of all the stuff I drove. Quarter midgets, legend cars, bandos, late models, on treaded tires, on slick tires, ARCA cars, everything, like whatever, the micros, whatever it is, you name it, I probably drove it. So um, because of that, I think that I have a pretty diverse skill set. I've always looked up to guys like Kyle Larson, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, AJ Foyt, uh, because they can show up anywhere and, and win. Um, and because of that, I've kind of modeled, you know, some of how I drive after Kyle and guys like that. So... Um, that's just, I guess, a testament to the people that have worked to develop me. Um, you know, I wouldn't be the driver I was today if I didn't do all that stuff. So my dad takes a good bit of credit for that one. <laughs> Is there one that you particularly prefer? Or not, not really? I mean, Salem's the, the best track that we go to. Uh, this place is awesome. I love Talladega, too. But uh, I just love Salem. It's really unique. fits my driving style. Um, but you get in a, in a wing sprint car or a dirt midget somewhere, and it's pretty tough to beat. So I'm not being the most politically correct person in Talladega right now, but at the same time, uh, my roots is obviously short track racing, dirt track racing, um, <coughs> and because of that, I've always been really partial to it. And it helps you make some moves that, you know, dirt racing, as we know, obviously losing Justin Owens a few weeks ago at Lawrenceburg, like it's dangerous, right? Uh, you put your life on the line more there than you do anywhere else. So um, pulling out, going three wide when I thought a seven was going to wreck me. Like that stuff doesn't really phase you as much uh, as it does probably other people because you know you're like that. I mean every week. All right, Jesse, congratulations again on winning today's General Tire 200 here at Talladega. We wish you the best of luck in the future. Awesome, thanks, guys. Uh, Jesse's raced everything but wheelbarrows and at Daytona, but it's it's really turned Jesse into a great driver. I I look forward to seeing a lot out of Jesse uh, in the coming years. Uh, to have those three different those wins on three different tracks and even on dirt, it's pretty incredible. So uh, we we fast forward a little later in the afternoon, an hour later. And you had the Xfinity race uh, that Patrick had two cars in, uh, CJ and Joy Gase. And I tell you, just uh, to, if you had two cars to bring one home all together after that, uh, the big ones, one right after another, basically, uh, some her one of the most horrendous wrecks I've seen in quite a while in the Ollie car, the O2 Ollie's car. Uh and to see Jeb, I mean, it was he was racing back and forth, taking the lead, losing the lead, in and out of the lead, and then to win it and talk about absolutely happy. We'll hear the happiness right here in the deadline room. It was pretty cool. All right, ready to roll? Let's we'll get we'll we'll get you out of here. That way you can go have that we need beer. To these guys up a little bit. I think everybody <laughs> needs a beer or something. Everybody's quiet. Like, it's been a long day, right? Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> All right, we've now 
been joined by our NASCAR Xfinity Series race winner in today's Ag Pro 300, which is Jeb Burton. And Jeb, um, congratulations on that win today. I know um, your journey to Victory Lane um, has been one that that has been hard fought, and especially since the last time you visited Victory Lane. If you don't mind, just take us through some of that and, and really what your mindset was as you as you took the green on those final laps. Yeah. Um, is this work? Is it work? I think so. Um, yeah, it's been tough, um, you know, the last couple of years, just being in the right situation. And today, when I opened my eyes, I told uh, my buddy Ethan that he does our PR and stuff, and I was coming here to win that race. Um, and I just love racing at Talladega and Daytona. It's a lot of fun. Should have won some other races, but... Those races I've lost, I've learned a lot, and just been lucky to be in some good cars at these places. And I got a really good spotter, Mike Herman. Him and I are on the same page and worked great together all day. And it's just so huge for our team um, to be locked in the playoffs, small team. Um, we ran up front all day too. It wasn't a fluke. The last race we won, we uh, it was a rain delay, but we ran up all. You know, I ran up front all day on that one too. So. The only thing I'm disappointed about, I didn't get to do a burnout. Um, I did a little bit of one, and I went to shift in second gear, and it, I think, it, yeah, I blew the transmission out. So that's the only thing I messed up today. We're doing all right. But we got a trophy. <laughs> yeah, we got a trophy. And a playoff spot. And a playoff spot. So um, Jordan sent me uh, sent me a uh, email on Thursday about an invoice he got for me doing something stupid on the racetrack, and. Uh, I told him I was gonna make it up to him, so that's more than makes up for yeah, it. Yeah, so we're all right now. I didn't even I didn't even put a comment, I just said FYI. Yeah, I know, and I was like, I got it. <laughs> Here I we are. Up. I got it. <laughs> and Jordan, for you before we go to questions, obviously a big change since the last time we were at Talladega for you as well. Um just tell us a little bit about what that felt like to see Jeb cross that finish line in, in your car. So this past week I told the guys in the shop, I said, I just got a good feeling about this weekend. You know, everybody has been working so extremely hard. They've overcome a lot in the shop, overcome a lot on the racetrack, and just really believe in the vision of what we're trying to do here. And Jeb's been hungry all year. We've been so close to having some really, really good runs. And just coming the weekend, this this is one of those races we've had circled on the calendar all year because they're opportunity races for a team like ours. If we do our homework, we put the effort in, give Jeb a good piece, let him do the rest. These are races that teams like us can win. And, you know, to come down here and, and both our cars qualify in the top ten, to win a stage, and then I didn't even know 31 finished seventh. Like to have both cars finish in the top ten, a win and a seventh was absolutely phenomenal for us, and just definitely proves what we're trying to do here. That we're we want to be here for long haul. I know Jeb wants to continue to grow his career and keep taking off, and you know that was kind of a point where I think it's almost six months since what happened here at Talladega last fall, and my wife was here with me today. She was here back then, and we were just talking like what a what a roller coaster of emotions of this place. Like you you know you roll the tone for the first time, you think like. Yeah, last time I was here, I didn't even drive out of town. I went out of here in a helicopter. And to think about that and kind of all now that. Now you're we driving through. out of here with a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and a big trophy. And, man, so to, to overcome all that stuff and, you know, to to just think think about that and all we went through and the emotions. And um, from day one, this team, when it got started in 2018, it was kind of a opportunity for me to keep my racing career going, that it was like, all right, I want to – I want to race, but whenever it's time for me to hang out the helmet, I want to keep this team growing bigger than what I am. And, you know, this thing we we joke and talk about all the time, but it literally started in, you know, two trucks and a dually and a gooseneck. And, you know, what is this, five years later to win an NASCAR race, to to accomplish the goal, you know, the first goal of many more things we want to accomplish is, is pretty amazing. And I feel like life has a way of there's always silver lining. Like I tell my guys all the time that we just got to embrace the journey. And they say, well, what does embracing the journey mean? That, you know, I don't, and this is the way I look at life, is nothing bad ever happens. You, if you can learn from it, become a better person. And I look at what happened last year, it wasn't a bad thing. It made me stronger, made my family stronger, made me stronger in my faith. I believe that God has everything happen for a reason. And, you know, brought Jeb and I together, brought Shane, our crew chief, together. And you look at all the stuff that's happened and all the people that he's brought in our path. Like, a lot of answer prayers from last year to just sit here today with just a couple of scars was lot, lot, you know, watching Larry on Fox today, Ken and I were watching, I about teared up watching it, thinking about it all, but it's, it's, like of all places, our first win here at Talladega is, is, is pretty special. And I, even when they were talking about Jeb on there, he's like, he's the only 
previous winner here in, in the field. I'm like, all right, and he's going to bring it home for we're us. We're still like that. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> we're still like that. So even We better. don't race here again until next year, so we're the only one. That's it. Hold that title for another year. All right. We'll go ahead and go to questions. I know we have a couple, so we'll work to get a mic around. We will start with Justin. We'll go to John and then Steven, Steve, and then I think Bob. All right. We'll get started. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. I have two. First for Jeb, um, what does this win, win mean in comparison to uh, your first win here a couple of years ago? Um, I think it's <clears throat> the first win was special and big um, for sure. I think it helped me continue my career. Um, and this win right here is just as big. This win is even just as special because it's with a team that, you know, like Jordan said, it came from a late model hauler to what it is now. And it's growing. We're still not where we want to be. Like, these guys are working every week to make our – we need to make our mile-and-a-half cars better, our short track cars better. We're still not where we want to be. And Jordan's working hard, and Shane and Jordan believe in me um, and have got my mojo back. I feel confident when I get in the race car. Um, I've went some – through some things in the off season, and I'm I'm happier now than I've been in a long time. I'm surrounded myself with some really good people, and um, I'm having fun at the racetrack again, and um, just just thankful for the opportunity. And then Jordan, I I don't think I've ever seen anybody, at least in recent years, fight tooth and nail as much as you have over the last decade. Um, I think that's why we get along so good. We both hadn't had nothing given to us. We've worked our ass off, and today is what it's about yeah no no doubt about it i mean you look at uh, a lot of people probably look at you know myself and jeb and drivers and people like ourselves that fight through a lot like why do you do this why do you do what you do and why do you you know my my dad he's he's been with me from day one on this journey and you know he's he's 67 68 now and he's in the shop he helped me build a mezzanine last week and he could be sitting you know on a boat floating somewhere but he believes in the vision and you know, this, this journey that we've been on, it's like, you know, I feel like this is what I was led to do and this is what I want to do and this is, you know, where my passion lies. And I think that, you know, Jeb and myself, that's why we definitely clicked off is we don't have a – there's not a bone in our body that's going to give up. Like we're going to fight no matter what. People are going to tell us it's not possible. We're going to prove them wrong. And, you, you know, we can we can call it resilient or hard-headed somewhere, somewhere in the middle, but we're both confident that, you know, we're going to try to at least do our best to make it happen. And, it's been so cool to, to kind of get a group of guys together that thinks that same way, that has the the, the mo of you know we're going to work as hard as we can to make this happen, and you know we're not we're, we're not buying you know into anything. We're figuring on our own. We're fighting through the struggles. We're fighting through figuring this stuff out, and you know it's just it's been so cool. You know we've we're we're grateful that you know we're able to buy our our chassis from RCR. We get engines from ECR. Will Jones hangs our bodies, but you know all our setup stuff has come from you know, our guys in the shop learning and figuring out and trial and error, you know, just trying to figure this stuff out. And Chevy's been a huge supporter of ours. So to get a win for them was, was really big. I've been telling them I'm going to get them some playoff points for a long time coming. So it's it's cool to get those manufacturer points for those guys. But, you know, this is um, just another, like I said, I keep going back to another part of the process. But like Jeb said, we want to keep building. Like this isn't something that we're just going to sit on. We want to, you know, take what we, take the winnings here and, you know, build him another new race car and, you know, you know, hire more people in the shop and, you know, so maybe we can get our guys back to a seven to five schedule and, you know, keep trying to get better and, you know, being able to come here at this level and, and win, you know, it takes a village to, to get here, you know, just to get to these races, but to win them, it takes that many more great people behind you. Well, dreaming about it is one thing, but if, if you could tell yourself 10 years ago that you were going to be winning as an owner, would you have believed that? No, I mean 2013, 14. I actually was went to go drive for a guy at Richmond uh, in the K&N series back then, and he wrote a bunch of bad checks. Uh, I put the deal together and I actually sold off everything I had at the time to pay off the debts. Moved back home with my parents. Um, I was like a year out from graduating college and just thought racing was over. And it, oddly enough, the money that I had left over from selling all my late model stuff back then is what gave me enough money to make my first truck start back in 2014. So. You know, no, I would have told you you were crazy. I would have looked at you and be like, that would be really cool and fun to experience, but I think you're crazy. But um, I just hope that for our sport, and I know there's thousands of, you know, kids, people out there like Jeff and myself that are racing legend cars or late models that are, 
a short track across the country. They're going out there with their mom and dad and their brother and sister. And, you know, they got the brother putting tires in the car and the dad spotting. And they're working all they can do to get that car to the racetrack every week. Hopefully, you know, our story is for those people that watch us, that, hey, you know, the, the grassroots dream is alive and well in our sport that, you know, you set your mind to it and you work hard enough and you surround yourself with good people. You can get here and we can you can win one. And it's just uh, – this is this is really cool. This is one for all of them for sure. All right, we're gonna go John and then Steve. Go ahead. John NewbieHeavy.com. Just following up on that point a little bit, does it make it more of a payoff for you knowing that in 2021 you missed what was it the first 10 races of the year 10. because of no qualifying, and now you know you're celebrating a win. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was kind of where the business model pivoted a little bit. Um, I don't think we'd be where we were today with if that hadn't happened because that was where um, I think I was going to run for rookie year that year, going to run all the races, had all this stuff planned out, and had a little 15-minute rain shower throw a, a curveball to that. But that was where I was like, all right, I need to pull myself aside. The team's health is more important than my driver and career at that point. And we put Reddick in the car. We went and finished uh, eighth at Coda, fifth at Charlotte. Josh Berry hopped in, finished eighth at Mid Ohio, and we were off, and, you know, I think it was really special. I got to come down here. I think I finished fifth in 21, um, you know, so that was kind of a bucket check for me to, hey, you know, I got my top <laughs> top five in the Xfinity Series. I got one couple in the trucks, and that was cool for me to do, but it kind of opened my eyes that there was something bigger than myself here, you know, for this team, and putting Myatt Snyder in the car last year, Myatt was a huge building block to us going, and Jeb and I had talked last year a little bit about trying to make something happen, and when he came to me on the idea of, you know, he had some owner points from his team last year, and I went to Bomarito, my partner, and I said, hey, let's just try to make a, a two-car team happen. I think there's, you know, anytime you can get more smart people under a roof, it's it's better. And, you know, to have Shane Whitbeck on the 27, Josh Graham on 31, and all the smart guys that we have working on these race cars, I think it's helped us. So um, kind of stumbled on where we are today by accident. I won't call it an accident, but um, it just is pretty crazy to look back because I like, – I thought the team was – we were done, like, 10 weeks without any income in this sport. Like, it was it was tough, but uh, we, we made it. You know, we're here, and it makes it that much more sweeter. I think you're probably the same way. I mean, Jeb and I talk about all the time about how hard he, he fights for sponsors. I mean, there's probably many times where you kind of looked at your email or looked at your text, and you're like, man, how am I going to make it to the next race and put these sponsorship deals together? So I'm sure you can probably <laughs> relate to that. Yeah, I look at your text all the time asking – about more sponsorship, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been lucky to uh, to to find some good partners um, the last couple of years and just fight and claw um, state water heaters. You know, without state, I wouldn't be here. Um, actually, Jeff, um, he just left here, but um, without that guy, I w I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. He's the guy that put the deal together for my first truck deal with dad in 2012 and that led to me getting the opportunity in 2013 and state's been with us for 15 years and he took me to jrm showed that i could run good um and that got me the 10 car and then went in there got me last year and then doing what i did last year got some partners and led me to you so it's just been a fight um just lucky to have the partners that I got, and we still need some more. We still got some open races to sell, um, so we're working hard and just happy to be here. Um, excited for Dover. We're in the Dash for Cash, so who, who's the who's the four guys in Dash for Cash? Me and who else? The Cole, two car. Cole, Sheldon, Parker. Parker. Damn. So it ain't gonna be easy next week. Um, so we'll go there and fight. We had a good sim session the other day. Um, I'm really good there. That's a that's a driver's racetrack. There's no uh you know, scooting around there. You gotta get up on the wheel and um that's an awesome track. So one of my best ones and excited to go there. All right, Steve. Steve Conley, the podium finish. Um for both of you. You were just talking about the uh, the sponsorship having the open uh, uh time for uh sponsors for the rest of the season, a couple of those. How big is this to take this win to potential sponsors to say, hey, look, we've got the uh, experience, we've got the opportunities, and we've got a win in our pocket? It's big. Um, it just it just rejuvenized my career. It rejuvenized John Bomberito. John's putting a lot of time and money and resources into this. He stays at the shop till 10 o'clock every night away from his wife. 
um, it just, you know, it's a shot in the arm, and that's what we need. And it, it's a shot. You know, people come to do this because they want to win. You don't want to just be out there. I can promise you I damn sure don't, and the sponsors don't either. So winning changes the game, and it will help us. And, um, you know, just the partners that have been with us for years and have stuck with us when I've been in a car that runs 30th. And to give that to all those people that have helped me the last 15 years is just very special. And like with Jordan, I mean, he's busted his tail. And to be the guy to win the first oval stage and then to win a race today for him, that was awesome. I'd rather win for him and do that with this little team and build this team than anybody else. It was awesome. And Jeb, you you were talking earlier about um, when you were leaving the ten car, you had the, all that experience coming with it. Um, was there a moment with during the up and down that you've had that you thought, you know, maybe I'm done? And, and what was that turning point? Maybe it was all meeting the, Jordan. All the time. Um, I just I want it so bad, and it's so easy to get frustrated. And I've just got a different mindset now. Um, I'm just so thankful to be here. I get to make a living driving a race car um and being around shane and my team that jordan has put in place jordan let me get my spotter that i want it it's just fun driving a race car again so i look forward to going to the racetrack now sometimes we're not the fastest but i'm still having fun knowing that okay like last week we ran 12 14th that's a solid day for us let's keep building on it where before i would just get really frustrated about it so um, I've just got a different mindset and a really good head place and um, just having fun. All right, we're going to come up front. We'll take a question from Bob, Zach Albert, and Bob Justin. Parker. Bob Parker is Fox Sports. Uh, Jeb, the leader, isn't supposed to win these <laughs> races, so I'm curious what's going through your mind during all those restarts. Um, I was thinking about that, Bob. Uh, but... Um, I want it to be in the lead. For us to win, I thought I needed to be in the lead to control the race and make the blocks and do that. I would rather be in the lead than second because some of the guys we were racing around, I was afraid if I was second, they would make a really bad block and we'd wreck. So I just really wanted to be in the lead so I could be the guy controlling. And the, the restart before the last one, I got the lead going in the back and I made a mistake and got too far out. And the two car had a hell of a run, and I couldn't stop it. And I got too far out. So the next time, I dragged brake and didn't get that far out and just focused on my mirror, and my spotter did a great job. And, um, yeah, the rest was history. And then I lost my voice um, after. I think I yelled from the finish line all the way down the back straightaway. So I was happy. I think we're all going to have hoarse voices tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zach, go ahead. Uh, Zach Albert, NASCAR.com for Jordan. Um, any special memories from Victory Lane with the team that stuck with you and with your dad that's been along this ride with you? Um, and how heavy is that trophy? It took Jeb and I both to pick it up. Um, very special. You know, I, I wanted the 31 guys to be there too because that's how we're trying to build our team. We want wanted both those guys there, and, and they work in the shop close together. They They don't stay you know this is my car that's your car trying to get them all to work together so to have both the 27 and 31 in victory lane was, was huge and you know we go to lunch together we work in the shop together you know we, we everybody just gets along so well and um you know that was that was cool to have them all there and just sitting in victory lane, i was like man I, is, this, is this real like you think about these moments you dream about these moments you tell yourself in your head you know when you're working at the shop late you know these are the moments that you that kind of fuel you to keep going and to finally get to experience it, it's like I got a taste of it. Now we want a little more. Now I want to keep pushing to, to make this thing better. And um, to have my dad here, you know, he hadn't been to the last six or seven races because he's been staying behind working in the shop, helping with some things. You know, my dad, you know, has a bunch of rental properties. He's kind of a carpenter by trade. And, you know, instead of, you know, paying somebody to come in and work on our shop, he's been in there running new wires so he can put new fab equipment in there and build a mezzanine for more storage. And that's what he's been doing on the weekends. So I was like, you need to come to Talladega. We might, might, I feel good about, we might win one of these things. So to have him here, 
Um, spent a lot of late nights here with him driving to tracks and races and late nights working in the shop and having my wife here today was, was really special since she's been through a lot after last year and um, you know it's it's been pretty pretty cool to, to see all that and experience that and just happy for Jeb I mean I know how hard he's fought with it with just keeping this whole program going I think that's what gravitated the two of us to work together because you know somebody had always had to fight for their sponsors and work hard to keep all those people going and you know the activation ROI keeping them happy connecting partners he does all that and, and, and does a lot of it and I, I really liked his grind and respected that and so for the two of us to come in and work together and do this. I mean, how old are you, 28, 29? 30. 30. He's 30. I just turned 32. You know, I still feel like we're pretty young, but it's pretty pretty cool that, you know, the two of us are getting to, to celebrate and experience this together. And um, hopefully, you know, the new the new way of doing things, coming here and, and upsetting the, you know, the, the standard and the norm on these races. I know that these are crazy races, you know, but um, it's pretty cool to to experience for, for our both of our families and, um, I think my dad had your dad on the phone at some point out there on the front. Yeah, I, I, I hope your dad found his phone. He gave it to me, and I was talking to my dad while they were pushing me in victory lane. That's <laughs> pretty well, cool. He, he, Mom and dad were screaming, happy as hell, and it was. This win is so big for my family. Um, you know, uh, dad's. You think your dad was hooting and hollering on the TV? Yeah, I mean, it it makes me almost emotional because my dad, you know has told me several times he wishes that he could just write the check and do it. He could sell everything we own, and I could run one year. That's what we could do. And it's just not it, – that, that would be crazy to lose everything we have. So it's just not going to happen. Um, so sometimes dad has – my mom has told me dad felt like he was a failure because he couldn't provide it, and that's far from the truth. Without my dad, I wouldn't be here. He's – he stays on my tail. When I made that mistake at Coda, he was the first one yelling at me. So, and he's my biggest critic and my biggest supporter. Um, and uh, just appreciate him and my family, and um, love them, and just excited to to get home and and see him. We're gonna watch the sun come up tonight. I told Jordan I got a hot tub, and I told him before the race I was gonna take a picture with that damn hot tub and the trophy. And that's going to be there my post. So that's what we're going to do. Y'all going to see Jeb tweeting at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but right. I appreciate y'all, um, you know, covering our stuff, too. I know I don't get to see all y'all all the time, but y'all have all supported me the last 10 years when you can, and, and it doesn't go unnoticed, so I appreciate it. Go ahead, Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Jeb, you referenced outside, and you referenced in here tonight saying um, you went went through some things in the offseason. Um, one, can you talk about that? Or two, if you're not comfortable, can you talk about how that has shaped or how that has impacted you to get to this point? Because it seems like it's obviously important because you've kind of hinted at it, but you've kind of stopped short of saying more than that. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think it's any secret now. Um, I'm going through a divorce. Um, and um, that was really challenging to, you know, kind of see the true colors of somebody. And I took it pretty hard. Um, but looking at everything now, I'm, I'm glad that it's happened. It's made me a better person. It's brought me closer than with my family and friends than I've ever been. It's brought me closer with the pastor at MRO. Nick Terry was with me for months. Um, and, you know, I appreciate the heck out of them. Um, I probably lost 10 pounds over the offseason. It was tough. I was not in a good way. Um, but when I got to the racetrack in Charlotte and put that helmet on, it, uh, it rejuvenized me and showed me that this is what's important right here. And the guys, they had my back. Um, um, I remember John called me in, in December and and just had my back and was telling me about things. And just, like I said, it, being with Jordan and Shane and these guys, it's so much fun to be at the racetrack again. I feel like I'm late model racing. Like, it's just a small team. They have a ton of fun. And um, I'm over that. That's in the past.
Congratulations to Jesse Love, Jeff Bush, and Kyle the Rowdy Bush in Victor Lane at the Geico 500 weekend, guys. Awesome time. Awesome time. Trying to unwind all those thousand laughs. Squeeze in Kyle on the next episode on Thursday night, y'all.